At first, it was too radical for most back in the late 19th century. But a group of artists in Paris kept experimenting with capturing the vagaries of light and shadow on their canvases and making the outdoors their studio. Today, we call the effects of their short brushstrokes and combining colors Impressionism. And what better place to enjoy their masterpieces than where these artists lived? Guiding us right now on Travel with Rick Steves to the top places for viewing Impressionist art up close in and around Paris is Elizabeth Van Hast. Elizabeth visited Paris from her home in the Netherlands more than 40 years ago. She liked it so much, she's made Paris her home ever since. Elizabeth, bonjour. Thank you. First of all, Elizabeth, how do you define Impressionism? If you think of Impressionism, it is amazing because everybody knows the world. It was, in fact, uh, never introduced by the painters themselves or art specialists. No, it was, in fact, a negative criticism. Because, you know, when the painters who started to paint in the open air and use a different kind of techniques, not a composition anymore, not mixing your colors on your palette. Mm -hmm. No, they started to paint directly on the canvas. And you, as a spectator, you are going to mix the colors. So they would dab two colors together next to each other on the canvas, and it would mix between the canvas and your eyes, and they exactly. wouldn't mix it on their palette. Yes. And that gives it a more vibrancy. Exactly. And uh, so uh, these painters, you know, they could only become well-known through the official exhibitions. There were no art galleries in those days. So since so many painters have been refused on those official exhibitions in the Salon, in the Louvre, or in yeah. the Luxembourg uh, Palace, well, they decided to organize their exhibition themselves. And they did that in a place owned by a photographer called Nada. It was in the year 1874. And, of course, all these young painters, they had to uh, display their artwork. And Monet, he took one of his paintings that he had painted in the harbor of Le Havre where he grew up. And he gave it quickly a title saying Impression Soleil Le Vent, Impression Sunrise. Hmm. And there an art critic came inside and said, ha, 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 look at that. That is called Impressionism. And this word became well known, although the painters themselves, they had called uh, themselves uh, independent because they were stepping away from the conservative salon, the, 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 the mainstream, and they were sort of rebels. And then the yes. critics said, it's just a scant impression, just a, as a, an insult. But yes. they, they embraced it, and then yes. it was impressionism. Exactly. And it's a beautiful thing, because we can paint reality beautifully by this point, and now we're going beyond that, getting impressions of the sun and the shadows and the colors exactly. dappled in the shade. Yes. And you find that when you're in Paris. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're delving into a very important art form, Impressionism. And that was really the last time it seems all of European artists were together in one movement. Since then, it's busted apart in many fragmented ways. But in the 1880s and in that era, we've got amazing things happening in Paris. Now, if you're going to go to Paris, Elizabeth, and you want to see the best of the Impressionists, not, I'm not talking about contemporary exhibits because that comes and goes a lot, but just the, the very basic, most important museums for this, what would your top four or five sites be? Of course, you go first to the Orsay Museum. Mm -hmm. That is the largest collection, what was previous the Jeux de Paume. Mm -hmm. But since the old railway station has been transformed into the museum, of course, this is, well, 
paradise for all those who like Impressionism. So that's the Orsay Gallery, the former big train station right along the Seine River, which is now turned into the great museum collecting all the collections of post-Louvre art. The Louvre goes until about 1850 or something, and then after that we see it now together in the Orsay. Exactly. And you see work until the beginning of the 20th century, so Mm -hmm. also post-Impressionism. And um, then you shouldn't miss, of course, the Orangerie. You know, they've completely renovated the Orangerie. And now the water lilies by Monet, who were donated by the great artists to France and the French after the First World War as a gift of peace. Well, if you go there inside, you find peace in yourself. Now, this is the Orangerie. It was a a place where they kept the orange trees originally for the palace, associated with the Louvre. And the Jus de Palme, right across the park, was a tennis court, I think. And then the new purpose is to contain art. And I understand Monet actually designed the the way his water lilies would be situated there. Yes, but he never saw it himself. He wanted it to be shown to the public after his death. Because he was aware of the fact that the times had changed, and, you know, after the First World War, art will change very much. Now, if you want to see more of Monet's great paintings in Paris, what's another gallery you would uh, go to? I would say uh, go to Marmottan. Don't miss Marmottan Museum. That is where the son of Monet donated all the artwork that was still in Giverny, uh-huh. as you see. Um, he had one son who inherited. Uh, when the son died, Michel, he donated it to the Marmottan Museum. And it's a beautiful uh, mansion also on the edge of Paris, the Marmottan Museum, M-A-R-M-A-T-T-A-N. We often think of Impressionism as paint on canvas, but it is so intimately entwined with the treatment of light and how we perceive things that sculpture, carving marble, can also be Impressionist. If we want to get a dose of that, what should we do? Yes. Well, then you should go and not miss uh, the Rodin Museum. It uh, is the place where Rodin had his last studio, the last years of his life, and suddenly the idea came up to donate his artwork to the state so that they could transform that mansion. In his studio. And you can see right where Rodin, the great sculptor, and he happened to be working at the same time as Monet and and these great Impressionist Yes, they were nearly born on the same day, only two days. uh, Is that right? Yes. Now, you know, uh, we're all tied into a certain medium when we're thinking about art, but but music is part of this also. Yes. Is it any coincidence that, to me, some music feels impressionistic? Well, you should listen to Claude Debussy, for instance. Was he living, uh, working in the same decade? Yes, So there you go. A yeah. little later, but, but yes. But still impressionist in style. Yes, personally. Huh? When I go to the Orangerie and I see all these water lily paintings around me, I just feel like all the colors together are like tones of the music. Elizabeth Van Hest is our guide to the Impressionist art in and around Paris right now on Travel with Rick Steves. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And you can keep the conversation going in our online discussion forum. That's in the radio section at ricksteves.com. Frank's calling in from Newport Ritchie in Florida. Frank, thanks for your call. Yes, you mentioned, uh, I think, with the Musée Marmottin, and you mentioned the Musée d'Orsay, and you mentioned the Orangerie, are there any other museums in Paris that uh, feature Impressionism or art from Impressionism or even post-Impressionism? You know, those are the big three. That's yes, the lion's yes. share of it. And I would say until you've seen those three, I wouldn't worry about any others unless there's a big temporary exhibit. But, Elizabeth, I think big news is after, what, five years of, of being closed, the Picasso Museum is opening up again. Oh, yes, that's a big thing. We have to wait five years now. 
And, and, and uh, what do we find in the Picasso Museum in Paris? Well, of course, you have the collection that was donated by the uh, inheritance of uh, Picasso. Mm-hmm. It is doubled in surface since uh, the renovation, so there are more rooms to visit, and it is displayed in a different way. This is truly big news on the art oh, scene. Yes. You oh, see yes. the art from Picasso's youth in Barcelona, and there's a nice Picasso mu- museum in Antibes, but in Paris, the Picasso Museum, newly renovated, twice as big, and that's going to be probably the best collection uh, for Picasso yes. anywhere in Europe. And it is uh, located in a beautiful mansion of the 17th century, uh, which uh, I think uh, Picasso would have highly appreciated because he often chose uh, very old castles uh, to work in. Frank, thanks for your call. Okay, thanks very much. Rick. Yes, bye now. Kristen's on the phone in Delray Beach, Florida. Kristen, thanks for your call. Thanks. It's great to be able to talk to you. Um, I just want to say how much I enjoyed seeing the Marmottan Museum last May, and I am a great fan of Monet. And to be able to see the painting that he did, which inspired the term Impressionism, was very exciting. It is fun to see the, what I think fairly can be called the first Impressionist painting mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. think of the fun that these guys were just, you know, perturbing all of the uh, mainstream right. artists and then the winners were the rebels who broke away from the salon and started their own movement. And, of course, it was born in Paris and we can see the great sights there. And, Kristen, wasn't it fun getting out to the Marmartan Museum? It to- really was. And um, we were renting an apartment for a couple of weeks and we just were going back again this year. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, really good. felt we didn't see it all. I enjoyed and, an impressionist uh, experience just going through the park outside oh, yeah. of the Mamartan to see the kids on the carousel there and just think this Absolutely. is the same sort of delightful scene that would have inspired an impressionist painter back in the 1880s. Kristen, thanks for your call. Yeah, thanks. Nice to talk to you. Bye. You too. Joanne's calling in from Tustin, California. Hi, it's great to be on. Uh, I'm a big Monet fan. And when I was in Paris, I wanted to go visit Monet's garden in Giverny. And it was a bit of far away, having to take train and the bus and walking there, standing in line. But when I stepped into that garden, it was just amazing. I saw just a parts of his paintings everywhere in his garden. And it's, it's, it is an amazing experience. And let's make sure our listeners know what you're talking about here, uh, Joanne. It's Giverny, and that is G-I-V-E-R-N-Y. I believe it's about 50 miles west of Paris, and you get there by train. You go to a, a town called Vernon, V-E-R-N-O-N, and then that's just a few miles from uh, Giverny, and you make your way from there. But uh, this is the beautiful sort of farmhouse that Monet spent his last 40 years, and he created his pastoral paradise with a pond and floating lilies and weeping willow trees and the Japanese bridge. And when you walk through there, you can just imagine this artistic genius being in, in his glory there, and actually seeing his paintings being coming together uh, on the walls of his studio. Elizabeth, tell us about Giverny a little bit. Every time I'm, I'm visiting Giverny, I feel like if I'm walking through one of his paintings. And when I'm in the Orangery, I see his garden. It's so much linked, and it's always a pleasure. Don't say if you pick a, a day when it is raining that it's not interesting. It is. And this is a beautiful thing about Impressionism. You could paint a different painting standing on the same spot, looking at the same garden at different times of day and in different weather. And from an Impressionist's point of view, they're completely different because the physical substance is just the rack upon which the colors and the light 
is, is hanging. Yeah, and that's why Monet picked out so many series, mm-hmm. series of haystacks, series of poplars, series of the Cathedral of Rouen, but then the series, of course, of his water lilies. Mm. About 30 years he will dedicate his life to water lilies paintings, and the last, let's say, 10 or 15 years, he will work on these huge canvases that this we can see his, now in the oratory. This was his opus magnum, really, this, yes. uh, this water lilies. Joanne, thanks for your call, and thanks for reminding us about Giverny. Is it Giverny? Giverny. Giverny. Thank you, Joanne. Elizabeth, when we're talking about Giverny and we're talking about uh, the orangerie to see the water lilies, what would you see? F- I mean, you, you need to see both of them. Is it better to go to the garden first and then see the paintings? Uh, well, it doesn't e- matter. Either way. Be- either yeah, way. Either but I think way. it's important to see yes. both. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let's, you know, we've been talking about Impressionism and how Paris inspired these great artists, and they were so revolutionary. Today, as travelers in the 21st century in this great city of Paris, how would you walk around and just get an impressionistic joy out of what you see actually today in real life? Well, first of all, you can go to the Tuileries Gardens, painted so often by Sisley, Pizarro, and Monet, that I consider as the real impressionist. Uh, you sit along the River Seine, and you see the, uh, the sun reflected in the water, and you are with Monet, who said, when I look at that, I close my eyes, and what remains in my mind, I reflect it on my canvas, and it will be an artwork, it will be a painting. Of course, you go to Montmartre, there's less, very little left from the original Montmartre, how the painters have known it. But there's still a wine garden, there are two windmills, wooden windmills, that remind you of the time of the Impressionists. Mm-hmm. And then I think I would take you to the Bois de Boulogne, because that that is the whole period of Napoleon III, you know, uh, you can still rent a, b- a little boat, a little barge, and you row exactly like in the paintings of the Impressionists. And that's the Grand Park on just on the edge of Paris, where yes. you can really enjoy that sort it's, of love of life that the Impressionists so beautifully captured yes. on canvas. Of course, you, you should also go behind the Saint-Lazare railway station. People like, uh, painters like Caillebotte, mm-hmm. they were very impressed by the new constructions. Don't forget that Impressionism is also the Paris of Napoleon III. Creation. So this is part of the new industrial age, yes. and they were capturing the wonder exactly. of that age as well. And you know, Monet went to Saint-Lazare railway mm. station. He even said to the chief in the, in the train station, stop that train, I have to paint it. Elizabeth Van Hest, you're inspiring us all to go back to Paris with a little bit different eyes so we can appreciate the impressionist overlay of that beautiful city. Thank you very much for sharing. It was a pleasure. Au revoir. Thank you. Rick Steves teaches smart travel to France and beyond. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours of Paris's top sites, a monthly travel newsletter, and a world of information to help you turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. To gear up for your next French adventure, begin your trip at ricksteves.com. <laughs>